What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so honored that you're here. Our heart is to help you figure out how to navigate life well while keeping Scripture at the foundation of all that we do. We are so excited for this week. Let's get into it. Talk to me. (laughs) What's up? Welcome to Bringing It Back, your favorite podcast. Hope you've been enjoying the episodes. We have a spicy one for you today. So pull up a chair, get your hot cocoa ready, get your Bible up next to you, ESV, NIV, NLT, Passion, (laughs) whatever you're into. Shout out Hannah. (laughs) Let's get into it. Let's bring it back. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Very nice. That wonderful voice you hear is, as always, Jonah Stairs. You know this is your favorite long butt, Micah. But today, man, we have just the biggest pleasure of all time. (laughs) We have a treat for you. We have our first ever special guest on the Bringing It Back podcast. We have with us... Kayla Keller. Kayla, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, no, thanks for being so willing to come on. So for those of you guys who don't know Kayla, she's a dear friend of Jonah and myself. Uh, we got ties that go way back from our time at Shepherd's Fold Ranch. Mm. Deep ties. Mm. Covenant ties. Covenant ties. Burn-ons. Yeah. So Kayla, you want to just tell us a few little interesting facts about yourself, just anything at all? Oh, putting me on the spot. Okay. That's the point. That's what we do here. Uh, well... For my day job, I'm a nurse. Um, okay. I take care of little tiny babies. Some of them weigh one pound. Okay. So you can hold them in the palm of your hand. Sure. Um, yeah, that's exciting. I went over you. So we're golden eagles. And Same. I love Jesus. That's all we need to know. That's all we need <laughs> to facts. know. Well, Kayla, I had a little bit of an icebreaker, but this one's more gender specific because I've received a lot of different feedback on this. So over quarantine, I grew what some people could call a mustache. And I've received very mixed reviews about it. I don't know if you've seen a picture of me with my mustache, but if not, just try to imagine it. It'd be yeah. hard to see in a picture. From, <laughs> from the female perspective, <laughs> do we support this idea to grow it back? Or not so much? I mean, bringing it back, growing it back. Oh, oh God, that's kind of okay, okay. But how do you really feel about it? Because that was a good pun, but it's probably a no for his mustache, right? No, I think, I think Micah, you should do you. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. It's a no. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we have a fun episode. You're probably thinking, man, why do we have a girl on the Bringing It Back podcast? It's normally just a bunch of beef. But today we are talking about hey, breakups. Bring the beef too. If you want to bring the beef, <laughs> Kayla, you can do that. We are talking about breakups. Man, and as we were planning for this one and thinking about it, Jonah and I thought, man, it's probably better that we bring in a, another gender at least one other gender, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gender perspective into this one, just so we're not talking about guy stuff all the time. So, Jonah, get us started. What are we going to go here today? So, this is going to be fun, but in like a not as fun kind of way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one's tough. Yeah, we're talking about breakups, heartbreak, um, what scripture says about that specifically and also i don't know about you guys but i have some scriptures that really kind of pulled me through Mm. when i went through that kind of stuff sure so um just a little context my heart was destroyed (laughs) 2015 um so it's been a while i mean i've gone through some healing for sure, sure but uh definitely a process definitely took a lot of scripture and a lot of just 
externally processing and journaling to get me through it. And yeah. I still think about it sometimes. Yeah. So um, whatever season of life you're in, I think it's just important to note if you've never been in a relationship, if, if your heart has never been broken, it doesn't even have to be romantic either. It can be a family member or a good friend. If you've just gone through any relational pain, then hopefully this is helpful for you. And if you haven't, then hopefully this is still helpful for you just to kind of put it on the radar, some tools that we've had, that we've gone through, um, that have helped us get through it. So Yeah. I think through our different breakup experiences, as you guys listen to this and think back on yours, I think how you respond to breakups and how you think about these experiences that you had probably speak a lot to how you've been dating. So, and we should do another pod on how to <laughs> date well, but I think your breakup experiences probably have a lot to say about the way that you were dating beforehand. And I think an important one that I'm sure both of you guys were going to bring up, because we don't talk about our verses beforehand, because this is real. <laughs> Um, but Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Mm. Um, I think, at least for myself, when I, because I have been broken up with, contrary to popular belief, Mike and Mosley can get broken up with. Um, I'm not helping my douchebags <laughs> stereotype that I have on campus. Um, but I think the way that you respond shows a lot to how much you gave your heart to that person. And I think if your life is just absolutely destroyed and you're not capable of doing anything else, um, you sit around for months and months moping and thinking about that person, it's probably a pretty good sign that you gave a heart, your heart away a little bit too quickly. Um, and I think that's something to be talked about and touched on a little bit. But before we get into too much of that, Kayla, we have you here because we want to hear what you have to say. So what do you think an unhealthy breakup looks like? Yeah, I think just going off what you're saying, um, I think that it is important important to grieve the relationship. Sure. Um, I think those emotions were real, those experiences were real, um, and there there is a balance of that of not just jumping right into a new relationship, but sure. also not sitting in your house for six months and moping and wondering, yeah. you know, not leaving your house. Um, so I I'd say that grieving the relationship um, is important, but Breakups are hard, man. They are they, hard. They yeah. suck. They're not beautiful. They're yeah. And even if you do it right, even if everything, all the right words are said, whatever, it's still gonna suck. Yeah. For sure, it's still gonna suck. There's no way to avoid the pain unless you didn't put anything into it in the first place. That's yeah. the only way. Mm -hmm. And that's I think like you were saying, Kayla, with the balances. Um, I mean, if if you're really investing emotionally into a relationship, if you're putting any kind of intentionality into that, there's going to be risk involved. Like anytime you're actually in a relationship with a friend, with a family member, with a significant other, there's risk involved in that. And if you feel like you weren't hurt at all, if you feel like you weren't even affected emotionally by a breakup, then you're probably guarding your heart maybe a little too much. Is that okay to say? Is that... I, I think... I, I guess it depends on yeah. what kind of relationship you're in, sure. but... I think there's some truth to that. I heard someone talk about this the other day, and just talking about how different people respond to breakups, and he was saying that the way we date... Because just like this dating thing is a new scenario. Like, yeah. this is a new thing that we've come up with. There's no Bible verses that talk about dating, mm -hmm. specifically. Um, but the way in which we date now, I think dating relationships are treated a lot like marriages, and we date people like we're married to them. And that's why when we break up, it feels like a divorce because we've given so much of our heart away 
I mean, we've invested probably more than we should have in the relationship. So yep. I think there's both sides of that. I think right. you can definitely not invest. But I think if you weren't investing enough and you did break up, you probably did the right thing to break up, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I'm more just saying like, if I ask out a stranger that I think is beautiful and she says no, <laughs> that still stings a little, you yeah. know? Yeah. Even though I don't know her, like there's, there's really not any like emotional risk involved with that mm -hmm. and honestly the pain even involved in that initial rejection probably has more to do with past relationships than it has anything to do with that interaction Yikes. but rejection just sucks yeah. like at the end of the day it doesn't matter if it's just a random person on the side of the street saying you suck like, yeah that still doesn't feel good yeah i don't want you yeah, go ahead on the other side of that too good for you and good for guys in general <laughs> yeah. to to ask to be bold in asking because right. um <laughs> I believe that the guy should be the pursuer, and um, there are a lot of great godly girls out there um, yeah. that would love to go on a date. But I think sometimes our culture, guys do, they get, I don't know. They get nervous. They yeah. get I mean, it is. Absolutely. It's, it's a scary it's, thing. It's, it's, it's scary. It's, yeah. I'm not a guy. Sometimes. I mean, I, I, I it's in it. scripture. As the deer pants for water, so my soul pants for a hot date. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. Just kidding. That's uh, not how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I also want to validate, I would hate for you guys to listen to this and just think, oh, I can't feel the emotions from my breakups at all. I think the point that I would want to hone in on is like, your feelings are always real. We don't want to discount your feelings at all, but your feelings are not always reliable. And I think that's the danger that we get into with breakups is trying to figure out how to acknowledge our feelings, but not sit in them too long. I mean, not to figure out how to not put too much stock into them. Yeah. Um, Cause your feelings from a breakup, they're always going to be real and it hurts. Breakups suck. No one here is saying that they don't suck. They're some of the least fun you can have and it can split up friend groups. They can be divisive if you do them the wrong way. But I think that's something to be said there as well. Yeah. So I think we've established that breaking up sucks. Um, no matter if you're the one who initiated it or not, like it's the end of something that you liked probably at one point. And it's just an unfortunate process. But I think what we're really going to sink our teeth into that we really kind of want to talk about is what does the process look like? How do you process that in a healthy way? And what are some tools to kind of get through that um, without, like you were saying, Micah, without just, you know, going every day, just sitting in that negativity and that awfulness, like, how do you get through that? Yeah. When it's like all you think about. Yeah, it's all you think Gosh. about. I mean, I've been there. Let me just <laughs> tell you a little bit. Um, and a, there's a few what not to do's in here as well. But just my short little story here. Go ahead. 2015, my heart was stomped on. <laughs> and it was crushed. And honestly, I, I'll tell you right now, like... I do not feel bitter or angry. I've been through that forgiveness process. I like to joke about it a little bit, make it a little lighthearted because it was a very dark time. <laughs> so it was rough. And I'll tell you one of the biggest reasons it hurt the most was because my life plans and for lack of a better word, my identity was actually really wrapped up in that relationship. And so when it ended, it was like I had nothing to stand on. Um, and it really felt like I had no idea where my life was going to go. I didn't even know what I was doing, if I had any purpose. And it's like people might be thinking, well, Jonah, that's crazy that you would think that. But, I mean, when you're in it, it's super real. 
Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of people in my life encouraging me to let go and, and move on and try to work through it, but I was just not willing to let go of that relationship. And that probably, I guess, stalled my healing process right. was because for several months I was just sitting in the pain and I was unwilling to move on from the desire to, to kind of salvage that relationship. Mm. And it's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. I wasn't even able to start. I feel like I wasn't even able to start the healing process until I finally made the decision with the Lord to just make up my mind. Like I'm not going to go backwards. I'm just going to go forwards. And that's kind of the short story yeah, there. Yeah. So. yeah. Kayla, what do you think about all this? What do you think an unhealthy breakup looks like? Some things that you may have seen that you're like, yep, that's a bad look. Yeah, that's a, a good question. I think um, avoiding isolation is is key. Yeah. Um, I think you break up, you spend a lot of time with that person, all of a sudden you're not spending a lot of time with that person, so it's easy to sit in that yeah. for months and feel isolated and and then that is honestly I think when the enemy starts feeding you with lies yeah. like you're never going to mm-hmm. For I don't sure. know, find another relationship that you loved as much as that one or um and so can we talk a little bit about like communication with that person after it's over yeah, yeah yeah please because in my mind, and I know this is kind of a cliche, but it's one of those things where, like, the only person I wanted to talk about it with was her. Sure. And I, it's just like I knew that wasn't a good idea. And we'll talk about it a little bit. Is that a good idea? Is that not a good idea? For me, horrible idea. Very, very bad idea. And really, it just kind of kept me in it. It was, it was like one of those things where the door was closed, but then with every text it just creaked open a little Mm. bit and I was like, there's a chance. There was no chance. Mm. And, um, for me, I think that was just a bad move. And for everybody who's asked me afterwards about their situation, typically my go-to advice is yes, you should process it, but not with that person. You should process it with somebody else who's outside of the situation who knows you and loves you. Um, that's kind of where I stand with it. Yeah. I don't think that's like a rule. Sure. No. I think when you keep them in your life, you're just keeping around another opportunity to get hurt. Yeah. I think even if you think there's a chance that you're going to get back together, you're just leading yourself on in a way, I think. Um, and I know I've even heard someone say, like, I just love them too much to cut them out of my life. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think even with, like, my last breakup, her whole thing was, like, I just need space. And every day I would just wake up and I'd want to text her. Um, and I kept on having to go back to 1 Corinthians 13 you know, the love chapter. You brought it back? I brought it back, baby. Um, You know, it talks about love doesn't insist on its own way. And I think for so long I wanted closure and I felt like I needed to get that from her. Um, I don't think that trying to initiate a conversation with her and not giving her the space that she asked for, I don't think that looks like very genuine or sincere love. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think if I would have been reaching out, I wouldn't have been respecting the boundary that she put in place. And I don't think that looks like loving her very well, even after the breakup. Yeah. So I think that's just a dangerous game to play. I think you're choosing your problems if you choose to keep the person around that you just broke up with. Can we talk about social media too and this too? Yeah. Continuing to stay friends on social media. and. 
30 years ago, this wasn't a thing. I mean, people would break up and yeah, yeah, they had each other's numbers or they could call each other, but there was not this constant going back to Instagram, checking to see their story every day of, ooh, what are they doing? Who are they hanging out with? Now you've got to see their story every day. (laughs) The reality is you you guys broke up for a reason um, or for different reasons and um, to continue to creep on them on social media or try to stay friends in that way is it's it's unfair to your heart and it's unfair to your healing process because in fact i would say you can't move forward until you completely give that up Um, and just i mean it it seems harsh to okay i'm gonna unfollow you or whatever it's out of no hard feelings or ill feelings for the person it's just in order for um yeah, me to heal, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Well, you heard about the, the dude who unfollowed his ex-girlfriend and then died, right? No. No, it doesn't exist because you're fine. You can no. unfollow. He pulled that on me last week. So <laughs> I do. You can, you can unfollow the person and be fine. Yeah. You heard about the life dude. Life goes on. <laughs> life goes on. I think even after a breakup, mm-hmm. you could say the same thing. I'm not saying Is it's easy. I'm saying goes, it, Yeah, it life goes on. might be necessary for Yeah, yeah. it might be necessary for, yeah. for a season at least. And I want to say... I think this is really important. So if you're listening, listen up real good right here. But you, whether you were broken up with or you broke up with somebody, you are not responsible for that other person's process. And I think that's really important to note because that relieves the pressure of, well, I want to make sure they're okay. I want to make sure they're going through this in a healthy way. I want to make, no, I mean, that's just, they got to go through what they got to go through. And you got to go through, you, like, you got to take care of yourself. I mean, it's the whole, you know, put on your mask before you help out the people next to you. And um, it sounds selfish. It, I was going to say, I think it is selfish. Yeah. And I think there's just, you, you need to learn to take care of yourself and be okay with that. Um, and I'm not saying that applies to every relationship in your life that you should never like go out of your way to help other people or serve those around you. But I mean, it's again, a cliche as old as time in the Christian world, you want to serve out of the overflow Mm -hmm. that you're operating in Mm -hmm. and not out of the lack that you're in. Because really that service, if you're serving out of lack, then that service is coming out of a place of insecurity and that service is actually becoming an idol. Um, So you may think you're obeying God, but really you're just kind of avoiding what he really wants to work on in you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just a nice note to have. You're not responsible for the other person's process. Um, and just make sure that you are taking that time in, in scripture and with the Lord to uh, continue to release that. So yeah. I think a verse that goes along well with that. This is the one we talked <clears throat> about before. It's a verse that we hear all the time. But if you actually think about it, I think it's so frustrating to try to wrap your mind around. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. <laughs> so good. Just that line right there, lean not on your own understanding. I think that's another thing in a breakup that we do is we try to make sense of, we try to make sense of it and we try to understand it. Um, and I think that's why our process to get over and to move on takes so long is because we're not seeking to move on. We're trying to understand. We want to leave the door open so we can keep going back to it to make sense. And But right here it says lean not on your own understanding. And I think trying to understand is a really easy way to get caught up um, and to sit somewhere for too long. Um, but the second half of that verse, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think even, I would even say from personal experience, I think I've made the post-breakup season try to be about moving on from the breakup and I don't think I've seen that go anywhere. 
Um, oh man, I got another good verse for this one too. Um, Colossians 3.2, set your minds on things above, not on things that are on earth. I think the post-breakup process, yes, you can process the breakup, you can validate your feelings, you can figure out what that looks like, but I think at the end of the day, your primary focus should always be um, relationship with the Father and then advancement of the gospel, like showing the love of Jesus to other people. Um, so I think if your breakup distracts too much from that, that might also be a little sign that you were putting too much stock in your breakup, or not in your breakup, in your relationship yeah. and what that looks like. But you yeah. don't need to understand. Go ahead. To tag on to that, of Romans 8.28, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Um, so God works in every season, not just the isolated incidents. Mm-hmm. For our good doesn't mean that everything is good. Sure. Um, but he's able to turn every circumstance around for our long-term good to ultimately make us more like him, which mm-hmm. is what our purpose here on earth is, is to reflect his image and to serve um, to serve the people around us. And if the Lord uses a breakup to um, allow us to have an intimate season with him and um, spend more time with him, I think that, that, is, that that's ultimately good. And that's something that we should yeah. be thankful for which yeah, is a weird no. thing to say in a breakup season but um yeah. there's there can be joy in sorrowful seasons too yeah that's big i think that's been a big thing for me is because before the summer like i prayed like lord remove anything in my life that distracts me from you and then he actually went and did it which wasn't the most fun mm-hmm. ever but it took me a while after the breakup to realize that that was maybe an answer to a prayer that i prayed um so trying to f- shift the focus from like her and that person to saying like thank you Lord for this opportunity that I have to invest um, and the community I have here now around me to be invested in the ministries that I'm a part of and stuff like that so I think yeah. that's a great point yeah. um, this might sound a little weird but I'm just going to go with it okay. but I think for me in my breakup um, I think the absolute hardest thing was I wanted so badly for it to be my fault because if it was my fault that meant I could fix it Mm. and if I could fix it then everything would be okay and then we'd be back together and we're good to go Um, but like Michael was saying you don't have to understand it and even if it is your fault or something you did or whatever you don't have to understand why it's over again just focus on the process But even in focusing on the process, I just want to touch on this for a moment. Um, I would never recommend going out of your way to bring your life to rock bottom. But I kind of hit rock bottom that year. And it ended up being the most formative and growing years of my, one of the most formative and growing years of my life. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I I really would not trade it for anything. Um, And yeah, kind of in a weird way. I'm glad it happened, yeah. but one thing I tried to do constantly was I tried to use all the tools that people kept giving me advice about, and I, I kept trying to trust in the Lord, whatever that means, and I kept reading scripture and journaling, and I realized none of that really helped because it still felt like I had a checklist of things that would get me through it, and at the end of the day, the only thing that actually got me through it was it was almost like I was hanging on in my own strength to like like at camp during the whirlpool 
Right. And some people hang on to the bars like while it's going and it's kind of cool because you feel like it's really pulling you. But then you let go and you're just, you're gone. You like you're so going, bad. you get, <laughs> and it's dangerous. <laughs> but my point is when I was trying to pull myself kind of avoiding rock bottom, trying to pull myself up out of there, I really felt like the Lord was just like, Jonah, let go and just let yourself hit the bottom and let me be the one to pull you back up. And I had some very deep, intimate moments with the Lord that really I don't think I would have let myself experience if he hadn't so clearly just been like, stop trying so hard to get through it and just let yourself feel all the feels. Mm. Let yourself go to that dark place because if you, if you don't let yourself go there, then it's always going to be dark. Mm. But once you go there and you see like in the darkness how dark it is, then it's like, oh, I want to get the heck out of here. And then the Lord brings you up out of that. I don't know if that really makes sense, but it, it would, I guess the best way I can describe it is there was one night I was just laying in my bed crying. <laughs> Crying myself to sleep. We've all been there. And like I was utterly heartbroken. And even beyond that, it was like the pain from the ending of the relationship just accentuated every other insecurity I had in my life. Mm. So it wasn't just that we broke up. Mm. It was that, what kind of job am I working? Like I work at Quick Trip. What the heck? Like I should be doing bigger things with my life, which let's face it, Quick Trip is pretty great. But... I was just sitting in that place, crying myself to sleep. I slept in a bunk bed with my brother, so he was just underneath, probably like, why is he crying so much? Um, but I remember so clearly, I, I felt the Holy Spirit come up next to me and just hold me, and he cried with me. Like, he didn't give me advice. He didn't tell me all the ways he was going to heal me. He didn't he didn't quote scripture to me or anything. He just held me and he cried with me. And it was one of those moments that I don't think I'll ever forget because it was so profound and intimate in that process. Um, and just to bring that back to scripture, Psalm 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. I love that it says a righteous man may have many troubles. Like even if you do everything right, you still might find yourself at rock bottom. You still might find yourself crying yourself to sleep at night. And I think a lot of times it's just human nature to have your checklist of things. If I do all of these things, then I will be okay. I'll be made better. But at the end of the day, the only way you really receive that healing, I feel like, is when you just humble yourself and submit yourself to the process that the Lord is bringing you through. Mm -hmm. Because he knows what you need to be going through to get you where he needs you to go. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like if you get a cut that needs surgery and you put a Band-Aid on it and the doctor's like, no, you need surgery. Like, take the Band-Aid off. And you're like, oh, no, I read online that a Band-Aid's the best way to do it. So, yeah. Well... Just because we like, we like to keep these podcasts short for you, and we want to take advantage of having Kayla here. So, Kayla, how do you think that girls and guys kind of differ in the breakup process? And then, is there anything that you would maybe say to guys, or specifically to the girls that are listening, 
because we can't speak to them because we don't know their perspective <laughs> on just like what the breakup process can look like differently from a girl's perspective and then any wisdom you had to have to share there. Yeah, to any girls listening, I, I would just say first that it's okay to not be okay. Um, I think that girls do, I don't, lots of girls cry and I think that that was something I had to learn and I learned in college. Um, I always viewed crying as a weakness and sure. um, but it was my college soccer coach that sat me down in his office um, one day and I was over a boy and I cried in his office um, over a guy and um, that was just a moment for me where I realized crying can be mm-hmm. um, just part of the healing process and yeah. it's not a sign of weakness. Yeah, same for the guys too. Um, yeah, and so I think some people just might need to hear that. Um, I think girls and guys, they just process emotions differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the person, but lots of girls are verbal processors. They like to talk to their five or six girls around them and process every detail. Maybe that's healthy. Maybe it's not. Maybe they need yeah. to, and we need to, as girls, spend more time with the Lord versus spending more time outwardly um, outwardly talking to friends. But um, so I think we differ in that way. Um, I think that guys have, they compartmentalize things um, in a way that girls don't. Whereas, I mean, a, a breakup is hard for both a guy and a girl, but whereas maybe a guy can keep that in one area mm-hmm. um, and continue to live their life. Um, I think that's some truth. I think yeah. girls sometimes just, you've heard like a girl's brain sometimes can be compared to spaghetti. spaghetti like everything brain. just right. intertwines with. I've um, never heard that you've, you've definitely heard that. heard that. We hear that at camp every summer. What is a guy's brain? Waffle baby. Compartmentalized. Uh, Lunchables. It's, it's a waffle. <laughs> I don't know. Just, but, but yeah, it's a waffle. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, the, the, point, the point that I'm making is, um, yeah, to a girl, a breakup is maybe their whole world sure. or a relationship, um, yeah. and so they, they feel it um, maybe differently than, sure. than a guy does. Here's one for you guys. Sad music, okay or not okay after a breakup? That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Do you bump Lainey consistently? I would never listen to Lainey. All right, you're missing out, Lainey. Some good, but okay, that's a real question. Sad music. I don't know. I think I've thought about that one a lot, and I think that's something where you get like, do you want to acknowledge your feelings? What's the harm in that? And I think there have been times where I've been having like an okay night, like in terms of a breakup, however long after, and then I'll think it sure be nice to feel something again. So then I'd go listen to sad music and then I put myself back in yeah. the same situation that I was in. And it seems like we're almost re- not restarting the process. It's weirdly comfortable. Like, like relapsing. Yeah. I think that's no. a comfortable place to say. No, not like listen, it's good oh, to be comfortable. Oh, listening to sad, I would say, I would say no sad music. No sad music at all? No, I think what you listen to, it, it shapes what you're thinking about yeah. and your thoughts and it's then just, you just what, get in this sure, cycle. What of, I'm saying is it's comfortable to be in that, like, this sounds weird. It's comfortable to be in that dark, negative yeah, space. Yeah, not that it's good to be It's there. almost yeah, yeah, like yeah. affirming to your pain to feel it over and over and over. Sure. Like, pain just wants to survive in your life. So whatever food you give it, it's going to eat it up mm. and it's going to stay strong. Mm. And, I mean, you could say that about anything. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true for pain, too. It's true for the bad things. Yeah. I mean, you know, people say the heart wants what it wants. Mm. I don't think that's true or right. Well, the heart wants what it wants, but God but might want something no, else. No, but I don't think the heart wants what it wants. I think the heart wants what you feed it. So if you're feeding it sad thoughts, if you're feeding it sad music, you're just going to desire more of that, and your heart's going to become attached to that. Right. I think your heart wants 
but more of the Lord. So bringing it back, how about to worship songs here? This is the sure. scripture. We bring it back to the Bible. We don't bring it back to worship. But worship's a great opportunity. <laughs> I've never to, stopped worshiping to just the Father. Worship yeah, yeah. songs which have scripture in them. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What about there's another one. I think I'm still figuring this one out because I think my experience is maybe a little bit more recent. It's all love. I don't know if she'll <laughs> listen to this. I don't know. But how long do you think is a proper time to wait after a breakup, or do you think it's less about the time and more about your heart posture? I've got my own thoughts on that, but I'll let you guys go first. Um, I don't. I, I don't think there's a time. I think it's. I think it's when you've moved on, mm. and that's not like a a measurement. Sure. How do so, you know when you moved on? How do you know when you moved on? Yeah. That's a great question. When the Lord says you've moved on. Yeah. <laughs> like. The, the way I kind of felt it in my process was there was a point where I kind of received healing from the initial heartbreak, from the breakup. And then I reached out to her just to ask for forgiveness for just some of the continually texting her and just some of the stuff I did as an ex-boyfriend that was just not great stuff. But then there was a process after the healing from the breakup that was like healing from everything that was wrapped up in that relationship. Sure. So it was like healing from the pain, but almost like going to physical therapy afterwards. And it's like, okay, you've been healed, but now you got to learn how to redo it again, redo it again. And, and it sucks. It and it's freaking sucks. Um, but so even in breakup seasons, there are different seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the phrase your now is not forever. Um, Ecclesiastes 3 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It talks about seasons. Um, this, this too shall pass. That's not from Ecclesiastes 3. But um, everything becomes beautiful in its time. He, the Lord, has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Um, just like Jonah was talking about, there is a time to mourn that relationship. But then there's also a time to... Um, start a new relationship and move on and um you have to i think stay grounded in the word and um close to the lord to be able to sense his holy spirit nudging you that all right yes you you have you've sat in this moment for a while and now let's move on to what i have next for you yeah sure i think sorry go ahead let me just answer your question i feel like because you said heart posture and i think that's the key with talking to somebody else it's really the motivation to why you want to reach out to them again. Is it a rebound day right. or is it? And you, you can know, like, you know, you know, you know. and you even know. if it's subconscious, you know, you know, and there've been times where I've texted a girl that rejected me or broke up with me or whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it really is like, I can feel if it's actually healthy or I can feel if it's just me looking for something right. to like, fill that insecure void right like please talk to me again if you text me back that's all i need and then i feel better like okay that's not healthy even if you feel like you've healed from the relationship that's not a healthy interaction right but like you said yeah i think it's the heart posture it's the you know why are you wanting to reach out to them again just to talk about the basketball game like okay that's fine whatever like sure but it just depends. I mean, it really is situational. Yeah, I think 
as I've thought about that, I think it's a lot less about the time. I feel like, I think I mentioned the other day in the pod is like, how do you know when it's okay to say I love you when your actions say it for you? And I feel like a similar thing can kind of be applied here. Like when your actions show it for you, when you're so just focused on the father, when you're so running after him, when you're so invested in the ministry that you have and being involved where you're at, that like recovering from a breakup isn't even a thought on your mind. Yeah. I feel like when you get to the point where the breakup isn't causing you consistent pain and it's not requiring a lot of your attention, when you're just so all in on the Father and so in love with who He is, you're probably going to get back out there again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And just to tag onto that, I think my healing process really kind of started when I stopped caring about the healing when I really just I kind of stopped caring about the process that everybody kept trying me to trying to tell me to do all these things and telling me to do this do that but it was when I I I remember so specifically there were these three things I wanted so bad I wanted freedom from the pain I was in I wanted peace in my heart and I just wanted to feel joy again Mm -hmm. those were three things and I remember praying for that praying for that praying for that And I remember God saying, Jonah, you're praying for the wrong things. Just be with me. And those things are fruits. And I realized in that moment, like, oh my gosh, like you don't get freedom and peace and joy from pursuing freedom and peace and joy. You get them from pursuing Jesus because those are just fruits. And that really changed my life because it's kind of like when people say the only way to get over bad habit is to replace it with a good habit. It's like, yes. (laughs) <laughs> have you guys never heard that? I never have. Yeah, now I have. Yeah, okay. Well, the way I thought about it with the Lord was he was like, the only way to get over the pain is to just replace it with an obsession with me. Yeah. And I honestly, that year, I can say, like, I fell in love with the Lord, and that helped the pain I was in. That healed the pain I was in was because I fell in love with the Lord, and instead of just focusing on the pain I was in, I replaced it with the guy who fixes everything. I think that should be true no matter if it's in a breakup season or not. I think you should be living in that heart posture even when you are dating somebody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. You have something oh, to I was just at Psalm 63. Um, oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. Um, I will praise you as long as I live. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. And maybe that's part of what you felt during at the end of your breakup season Jenna. yeah that's just yeah absolutely yeah kelly got any uh any any closing thoughts at all anything you want to throw out there for the podcast world before we wrap it up oh man no pressure yeah i mean i i would just say that it's true breakups are tough breakups suck and um you you wish that you were over it or like yeah. that the next season that joy would come again all of those things um but just that reminder of your, your now is not your forever. Those feelings that you feel, the, that isolation that you feel, that heartache, that mm-hmm. it, will, it will end. Um, and that your community around you, if, if they are loving the Lord and they are speaking into you too, they can help you zoom out and they can help you sure. um, try to process through the emotions you're feeling, but also um, try to speak into your life mm-hmm. maybe what the Lord has next. Yeah. That's good. And then one quick thing, and this isn't the Bible, so take it with a grain of salt, but I think it's also been helpful for me to have people who, like my mentors who are older in my life, who just bring like a totally different perspective. Because I love processing with the guys around me and my close friends, but they're like 
in it with me and I feel like sometimes because they feel the feelings that I'm feeling and they've like seen the relationship, it's a little bit harder for them to give me, I don't want to say sound advice, but they're just more invested and then when I take it someone who's older, it just feels like the whole situation is just a little bit easier. It just seems like it's not as big of a deal when you take it to someone yeah. who's a little bit older. And or they're it. in a different season of life yeah. and they can look They just offer a different perspective. Yeah. 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 I just want to say pain is a great teacher if you let it be a great teacher. If you want it to end you, then it will and it'll consume you. But if you're in that process with the Lord, then it really can look like whatever he wants it to look like. But I just, I want to reiterate, it's not something that you just need to get through and come out on the other end. It's something that you need to go to the Lord in and then he will take the reins and he'll bring you through it. But I don't think it's something to avoid. I don't think it's something to just get through as fast as you can because, I mean, I wouldn't be who I am today without a lot of the pain and negative experiences that I've gone through. I mean, they're great teachers and they they help form you and, and it builds character. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think... That's probably where we're going to wrap this one up just because we're running out of time. But we love you guys a lot, and we're so thankful that you would take a little bit of time out of your day and listen to what we have to say. We're genuinely so thankful. Kayla, thanks for being here and for giving us some good wisdom and a different yeah. perspective. We really do appreciate it. For sure. It's a lot of fun. All right, well, we love you guys. We will see you next week.